Hey, it's just after five on a weekend. Uh, Not just that, but a holiday weekend. But we can't get started on that until we ask the preacher. Ask the preacher. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Ask the Preacher with John Freed. John's out this afternoon, but sitting in is Jonathan and Jarius. Hey out there, Lakeland. Good to be with you this Friday afternoon. It's a beautiful day. Hope you're doing good on your ride home. I'm here with my brother, Jarius. Jarius, say hello to the people. Hey, it's uh, nice to uh, talk to you guys again. I know it's been a couple of weeks uh, before, since Jonathan and I have been on. It's, uh, it's great to be here in uh, Pastor John's Proxy. Yeah, praise God. Pastor John sends his love out there, Lakeland. He uh, he had some rest and relaxation this week, which is the man is greatly, greatly needed and greatly blessed. He um, went on a cruise. He's going to yeah. be dark as me when he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> praise God. Well, I hope, like I said, I hope you, uh, we find you in good spirits today. I hope your day has been wonderful. Uh, this Friday, we in concerning what would what should we talk about, Jay? What should we what should we bless the people with? The Lord brought up this word identity, and this word today, I'm I'm thinking about this now, Jay. This just hit me. Identity is a big topic today. You know, concerning mm-hmm. delusion, people think that they can be something that they can't. Right. People, and, and to the opposite of that, people not functioning in what they already are. Right. Specifically, right. what we're talking about is the body of Christ living in who she is already right and that's the that whole identity thing is the plan of the devil because if i can get a lion to identify as a mouse Mm. he does not operate like a lion a lion is the king of the jungle but if i can get him to identify as a mouse something that it drains his his strength it drains his mental capacity everything that a lion is it robs him of it Right, and he right. begins to think in a way that he never was intended to right. think. Not that he doesn't have the strength or the right. capabilities that he does in the physical, but his mind right. has 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 rendered all those capabilities null and void. Right. right? So let's just for for for, for definition's sake, let's define identity. Identity is relation established by psychological identification with something. So, for example, Jairus, I'll ask you a question. When I say Michael Jordan, what do you think of? Basketball. When I say Tiger Woods, what do you think of? Golf. Golf. When I say Derek Jeter, what do you think of? (laughs) Baseball. Baseball. Right? So here's the question out there, folks, and I want you to ask yourself this. When I say Jesus, Mm. what do you think of? Far too few of us think me. Right. And that's the thing. When I think about Jesus, I should think about me because everything that he did was not for himself. Right. It was for us. Right. For those who was have been called to his purpose and created in his image. Right. You cannot truly get a revelation of who you are apart from a revelation of Jesus Christ. Right. And I think that so many, so many times, um, I know me as a young man when I was living in the world, I, I never knew that I was created for God's glory. I never knew that I was created for his purpose. That's why I was chasing everything but that purpose, because I was living outside mm-hmm. of why I was created. Right? My identity is directly connected to my decisions that I make, the way I carry myself, 
and my my calling and my destiny in my life. Right. And it, this uh this identity thing is so important because we were kind of talking about this before we before we got on that a person functions the way they see themselves. Yes. Amen. If if I see myself as a child of God, as someone who Jesus came and gave his life for, was beaten for, was was made poor for, I see myself as this person. I begin thinking that way. I begin talking that way. I begin acting that way. I begin encouraging other people mm. to see themselves that way. That's right. That's right. And I th- when you say that, I think about the 12 spies. Moses said, hey, the Lord's given us this land. He told Joshua and Caleb, mm-hmm. get you some boys. Go in there and check the land out. And they came back. And we all know the story, right? Ten of them came back. And they said, and one thing I think, this is in Numbers chapter 14, uh, I think it's around verse 21 or 22. It says that, there, yeah, there's giant, there's, there's grapes mm-hmm. and there's milk, there's honey. He said, but there's giants in the land and we were in our own sight yep. as grasshoppers. And listen to this. In our own sight, we were grasshoppers. And so we were in theirs. In theirs. So the way I function, the way I identify myself, people can read that. People right. can see that, right? Right. Whether it's for the good or if it's for the bad you were talking about you know when i when i begin to believe who i am and what i do um if it functions out of me so your identity or you cannot get a revelation of jesus through man only through the word and through the holy spirit that's good so when i read my bible it changes my mindset Mm -hmm. it changes the way i think about myself when I would allow God's word to wash my mind and to renew my mind, rewire my mind mm-hmm. concerning the way I'm, I mean, we've all lived this being born again. And you have things in your past life that you have to rewire your mind right. from. I have to change right. the way I think. I have to change the way I see myself. Jesus, you know, Paul said, take off the old man yep. and put, put on, on the, the new. new. Yeah. Right. So. I think when it comes to identity, there's a lot of of this, maybe this attempt to manifest or think I can be something that I Mm -hmm. can't. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, Christians can be what God has enabled. There's only one person that can infuse you with grace and empower, and it's God through his Holy Spirit. Right. And he gives you grace. Now, grace, that word can be taken to extreme sometimes. Yeah, that's another thing that I feel like people get out of whack too, man. That grace thing is people think grace is the freedom to do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, people said, well, thank I blew up on my wife today, man. Thank God for his grace. No, brother, the grace yeah. of God for, You could have tapped into it before you blew right. up. Right. Yeah. It helps me not to blow up on my yeah. wife. I heard a man, uh, people say, oh, grace is God's unmerited favor and all the grace, grace is God's help. And this is true. One of the greatest definitions I ever heard someone say is God's grace is his desire to empower you by his spirit to become something that you could never be apart mm-hmm. from him. Right. right. That's grace. And you only receive grace by faith. Mm-hmm. And if by faith I, I choose to say this is my identity this is who I am, then I'll receive grace to walk in that. Harry Houdini, uh, Apostle Wayne Free tells a story about Harry Houdini, one of the greatest, you know, magicians ever, right? Escape artist it was. So they say, Houdini, 
He said, lock me in this cell. Don't, you know, strip search me everything. I'm not going to have anything. And you lock me in this jail cell, and I'll get out. And they said, okay. And they did it. They locked him in this cell in this deep prison. And uh, about 10 minutes later, he's ruffling. He's trying everything he can. He can't. And after about two hours, just exhausted, he just sits down and he leans his back up against the door. And it falls open. Mm Mm-hmm. To his surprise. Now, this is where many, many, many Christians, they're trying to be something that they've already become. But Paul talks about, you know, you have, but you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about earlier before the show started. If I would see myself as righteous, I will live holy. Right. Just naturally. I'll live. Righteousness has its fruit of holiness. We're talking about fruit right. again. There it right. is. Righteousness bears fruit to holiness. Mm-hmm. When I see myself as a as a house fit for a king, and right. I know that he lives in me, then I'll function that way. Right. Uh, the, the mind is such a powerful thing. That's why the Bible tells us to have the mind of Christ. Like in my mind, I I begin seeing myself the way God sees me. That sends signals to the rest of my body. Yeah. It sends and it sends all of these things and it then I begin functioning that way. My mind is telling my body function the way the mind is seeing itself. Yes. And that's why the enemy tries so hard to distort the identity, to get people to see themselves as something that they're not. You have a, the devil will tell a young boy, you were really supposed to be a girl. Mm, Come on. So now that this is in his mind, you or a girl is in his mind. He begins walking different. He begins talking different. He begins feeling different. Is it where testosterone should be? He in his mind is producing estrogen. Right, right. All because of the way he sees Think. himself in his mind. The devil has I, distorted his identity. We're going yeah. to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll get right back into identity. Now let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, your chance to have your Bible questions answered. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's Jonathan and Jarius. Hey, Lakeland, welcome back to the show. We're talking about identity today and how crucial it is for the Christian to, to function in their identity, even though... You know, your mind may not think of yourself as a as a certain type, as a, as a as a God man or somebody who's called by God. Moses didn't think he was either, right? We were right, just talking right. about that. That's right. God saw something. You said this, Jerry. Mm-hmm. God saw something in Moses that Moses hadn't seen in himself. Right. Why didn't he see that in himself? Because of experiences that he had mm-hmm. and people that he had lived with. Right. Nobody ever saw this potential in Moses. Right. But God sees what he was created to be from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. That makes me think. Uh, the, the experiences that he had and the people that he were with, uh, from Moses' birth, God intended for him to deliver his people. Yes. His That was Moses' purpose for being born. That was his identity. Come on. But his experiences reshaped his identity. Yes. So when it came time for him to step into what God had had for him, he didn't see it because his experiences, like you said, and the people that he were with reshaped his identity. So he was like, I'm a failure. Right. I can't even talk right. 
Like, I'm out here. I ran from, you know, he was saying, like, basically, God, uh, Moses is asking God, what do you see in me that you can use? Yeah, isn't that, so, that's one of my favorite things, man, is to know that, you know, nobody pays for something mm, more than more it's, it's worth. worth. Yep. So if if God sees me in Luke 19:10, Jesus told Zacchaeus that the Son of Man has come to redeem that which was lost, mm-hmm. not who those who were lost, that which was lost, which is God, which is men's intended purpose from the beginning, mm. for to the, be the dwelling, to be the dwelling place of God, and to be the friend of God, and to be the expression of God right. in the earth, and it all starts. With, with seeing yourself functioning that way. You know, there's three types of identity, if, if we think about it. I got my short-term, mm-hmm. which is the, the family that I have. Uh, long-term, which is, if we, go, if we go way back, ancestry can't go this far back. If we go all the way back, it's Adam. Mm-hmm. Every human being stems from Adam. And, and people take these, these two identities and, every, and they function out of these things. But right. for the believer, for the born-again Christian, you have a new identity. Yes. And the new identity overcomes the two yeah, the old two. ones by faith. That's very key, by faith. I have to, I have to function in this by faith. And it's through, it's through, I was thinking about this, Jesus, when he was walking through the market with, with Joseph and Mary, you know, and he sees he sees a lamb, a pure spotless lamb at the temple ready to be slain. I was just thinking in my own, maybe it was Holy Spirit in his heart saying, that's you. Mm-hmm. See that lamb? That's you. And he's thinking like, what? That's me. He's like, yeah, that's your purpose. That's This is you. Right. And he found himself through scripture. At 12 years old, he's in yes. the temple. <laughs> yes. At 12 years old, he already had his identity. Right. He yes. already knew he was because he had been in God's word. Right. And Holy Spirit was working on his heart and renewing his mind to his purpose and his call and his identity mm-hmm. in the earth. And he only did things. That's why when his mama asked him, he said, she, number one, she said, why have you done this thing to us? And thinking like, well, you lost him. He's the son. You're the grown up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why have you done this thing to us? He's like, don't you know I'm about my father's business? I am fulfilling yeah. my identity i am i am falling into what god has made me to do so he, he knew his identity so he did things that fell in line with who god had called him to be and you said he was in the temple and you said this um earlier that revelation of jesus mm-hmm. cannot come from man it has to come through god we have to renew our mind with the word of God of, and to ever find out number one who Jesus is right and then to find out who we are Jesus asked the disciples who do they say that I am they say some say you're this some say you're this some say you're this but Jesus said who do you say right Peter said you are the Messiah the Son of God then this is Jesus next sentence man has not revealed this to you but my Father that's in heaven, the Amen. revelation of my true identity did not come from a man. Right, it right. It came to you from God. Then Jesus said, now I'm going to tell you who Ooh, you, you are. are. Yeah. You are blessed. You are, Peter, on this rock, on the revelation of an understanding of my identity, this is where I'm going to build my 
church on. Yeah, in Colossians chapter 3, speaking on the same line, in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 4 in the Passion Translation, it says, the more you see, the clearer you, the clearer you see Jesus, the clearer you mm. receive yourself because right. you are hidden in Christ mm. and your life remains yes. in him now. Right. You know, your spirit already knows who it is. The mm-hmm. deep down, the real you already knows who it is. It is 100% complete. And it wants to get out of you and to express God in a way that it was designed to be. Mm. And the only way to let your spirit man be and shine through you is to renew your mind. Because you can never be transformed out here in the flesh until you're renewed in here in your mind. You know, your mind, we were talking about this earlier, your mind is the gateway. Your mind is the gateway. Your mind is the deciding factor. Mm -hmm. Because your flesh, Paul said there's no good in the flesh. Right. And Paul said that the spirit there's, is, is willing. It knows. So there's something in between. There's got to be a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And it's my mind. Yeah. It's my mind. My mind is the gateway on who's going to win the battle. That's why it's so important we're talking about to renew your mind and to identify and to see yourself the way God sees you to who you really are now. Because if if I don't function, what is that? Um, oh, what is that? Psalm 27, so, as a man sees himself, as a man oh, thinks, Proverbs, yeah. so he is. Yep. The way I see myself, I am. Right. You know, and my mind, and my mind unrenewed can, can cause havoc in my life. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can have all these things going for me. I can have people loving on me. I can be going to church. I can be doing all this stuff. But if I don't renew my mind and have a personal one-on-one relationship. Right. Then I then I'll be I'll be destitute. I think that's why God would change people's names, like f- physically change their name. That He changed Abram from Abram to Abraham because He wanted him to identify as a father of many nations. That was that's how God wanted him to see himself. Right, right. Well, you know we're up against these breaks. We wouldn't want to identify with these breaks, but we have to. So um, <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. The 682-1430. Feel free to call in and uh, help us out here, guys. God bless you. All right, let's get back to the second half of Ask the Preacher. Brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church, North Lakeland. Here's Jonathan and Jarius. Hey, guys. Welcome, welcome back. back. We're talking about identity today, something so crucial to your life, something so uh, pivotal to a person's being that uh, uh, it's the underlying, it's the subconscious thing that you function from. Sometimes, you know, whether Christian or not, people live from who they think they are. Subconsciously, they they are walking out what they subconsciously see themselves as, and Jay and I were talking during the break, and the the when we boil this thing down, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna stir your brain here. Don't don't turn the radio off. There's only two people in the world. I heard a man say one time to that effect that when Jesus was born, the population of the world doubled mm-hmm. because everybody from Adam to Jesus had one nature. Mm. Their skin color might have been different, the, how much they weighed, mm-hmm. their hair, their gender was different. But inside, 
they all had the same identity. Mm. They all had the same nature. When right. Jesus steps on the scene, the population of the world doubles. Jesus doesn't have the sin nature, and he will produce a race. He will be the first of many mm. brethren right. Right. that will be, be without this sin nature. So there's a little uh, there's a little schematic that we have here, and we just want to list off some things and some some promises from Adam, or let's say let's call them gifts. We'll call them <laughs> gifts from Adam and gifts from Jesus, because the truth is that both men represented us all. Adam represented me in the garden. Mm. Jesus represented me yeah, in the garden. That's good. That's good. Adam, you know, fell from God in the garden. Jesus got me back right. to God in the garden. Now you say, Brother Jonathan, why are you saying the garden, <coughs> not the cross? Well, because I, I'm, I believe this, that Jesus died to himself. He died in the garden of Gethsemane right. before he ever died at the hands of the Jews. Right. He, made a, he made a declaration and a, and a stand there, say, I'm doing this thing. Right. I'm all in about this. Because he, at that point, he could have pulled off. That was the last chance. And there was a... There was a weight to do that. Yes. There, there was a temptation. Yes. And I really don't think people understand that there was a temptation for Jesus to quit. Yeah. For him to say, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. I've changed my mind uh, about doing it. That's why he was praying for strength because yes. he was being tempted to stop. He even, he even came out and said, Lord, if there's another way, Jesus himself said that. Yeah. Lord, if there's another way, I want to do it that way. Paul said, "Have you have you suffered so much that in 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 you know being tempted by sin that you've bled?" No. That's how <laughs> yeah. we know it was temptation. Right. right. So a couple of these things. So if Adam gave me sin mm. because it talks about in Romans chapter 5 that through one man's sin right. death reigned to all. So if Adam gave me sin, then Jesus gave me righteousness. Right. If Adam gave me fear, then Jesus gave me courage. Mm -hmm. And if at any time, Jay, you got something yeah, to say. Yeah. If Adam gave me death, mm. then Jesus gave me life. If, if in Adam I am nothing but overcome, then in Jesus I have become an overcomer. Yeah, yes, right? yes. If Adam gave me sickness, mm. then now in Jesus I have health. If Adam gave me lack, then mm. in Jesus I have abundance. Hallelujah. If Adam gave me guilt, then in Jesus I have justification. If Adam made me a victim, <laughs> yeah. then yeah, Jesus yeah. has made me a victor. Yep, that's right. If Adam, through Adam I was separated from God, now through Jesus I have become one, one with God. Mm. If Adam gave me incompleteness or lack, then Jesus has given me sufficiency and wholeness. Mm. If I was defeated in Adam, then I'm undefeated in Christ. If, if Adam gave me shame, Christ has given me honor. Mm. If Adam gave me darkness, then Jesus has given me light. Mm -hmm. If Adam gave me a lie, then Jesus has given me truth. If, if Adam gave me blindness, then now in Christ I can truly right. see. Right. And through Adam I was lost, but now through Christ I've been found yep. and I'm home. Right. You know, this is the one thing about the gospel, guys. It is so simple. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. not complicated. And Paul warns believers about this. Don't get tricked into these this weird stuff. Right. That's why you love the Holy Spirit, man. Yeah. Because he's, <laughs> yeah. the, he's, the, he's the guide on the yeah. inside. He's the one that leads you into all truth. He mm. doesn't lead you into weirdness. Right. He leads you into truth. Yeah, that's why Paul said, don't even argue with him. Don't even, people that start talking about that kind of stuff, don't even argue about it because it's going to benefit nobody. Exactly. <laughs> There's no benefit to an argument. Everybody thinks they're right at the end anyways. Right. So going back to this thing of, of in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 21, we have to see this. You have to see this as a Christian to know that if one man got me into sin, then one man gets me out of it. It's, you know, I, people don't go to hell because of their actions. They go to hell because of their nature. Because the truth is that out of my nature come my actions. Mm. You know, I function right. from what I am. I heard a man say, Daniel John used to say, people live what they are. People do what they are on the inside. So if, if, if you're out there and you're not born again today and you would say, man, my life is a wreck. My life is, is just a mess right now. Well, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, friend, you cannot change yourself. You cannot become good enough right. to change your own life. You have to submit to God. You have to be willing to come to the, to the conclusion that, okay, God, if you're real and, and, and make a quality decision— to find out, is the Bible really true? Does God really exist? Mm -hmm. And then follow after that with all your heart, because if you will seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Mm. As Jeremiah 29, 13. You will find me if you seek me with all your heart. If we identify with Adam, this list is so awesome to, to see everyone who identifies as Adam, mm. sin, fear, death, all of those things, that is what you're identifying with. So that is what your life is, is going to produce. Yes. But when you step into the new identity, see, uh, even David said, I was born in sin. I was conceived in sin. My, this, this was my identity because of Adam. Correct. But when Jesus came, he made it to where we could have a new identity. And you, you see an example of this with Saul becoming Paul. Mm. His identity changed. Yeah. When, when, he, when he fell off that horse and said, who are you, Lord? Boom. There's the changing point. <laughs> yep, it's, Jesus said, "It's you're the one. It's the one you're persecuting." Yeah. At at that moment, his identity changed so much so that God gave him a whole new name. His old identity, his old name, associated him with his old identity. He was a completely brand new person. Like Saul died. That person with that identity died, and a new person was reborn with a new identity. This man wrote two-thirds, bro, of the New yeah. Testament. Because now he's functioning. He's seeing himself as God sees him. His identity is in, this is what God has called me to do. This is who God has called me to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
even in even in some of the epistles, he says, you know, if anybody has any reason to brag in the flesh, any uh, any justification to brag in the flesh, it is me, because I was I was a leader of my class <laughs> right. in in in, in right. the Jewish tradition, and and as 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 a Pharisee, I was above the rest of them. He said, but I have counted it all as dung mm. for Christ and Him crucified. You know, I think about this. How did Jesus discover who he was? Right? We were talking about that mm-hmm. earlier. He's walking through market. He sees, right. he sees the lamb. And Holy Spirit says, that's you. That's your future. And, and he's like, what? So now, you know, you may, God may be tugging on your heart today. God may be talking to you. And you're a Christian and, and you're out of relationship. And maybe you feel far away from God. But I'm telling you, friend. If you will just pick it up one day at a time and, you, and you'll put your trust back in God and allow him to change the way you see yourself. Mm. Because the, the fruit of sin is, is separation. And that's all the devil wants to do is separate right. you from who God is. Mm. That's what he did. That's what I believe he did with Eve. He got her away from right. Adam. Right. He got her away from her covering so that he could manipulate her identity in her own mind. Right. You know, that's all, that's all he does is he, are you really who you say you are? Right. You really a Christian? Oh, you ain't no Christian. Look at you, the way you're living. You're right. And, and you have to fight that. You can't just lay down to that. Mm-hmm. Because then you'll just, just be defeated and you just go further and further and further. Right. And it's actually those things that suppress who you really are. Living, living that way are the things that suppress who you really are. And then we'll get more in... Uh, into that as we come back uh, from this break. Now, the fourth and final segment of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's Jarius and John. Hey, everybody. Hey, Welcome Lakeland. back to the last few minutes of Ask the Preacher. So, if you've just now turned into the die, we want to catch you up real quick. Identity is what we're talking about today. It is so important. It is it is one of the 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 favorite things for the enemy to try to pervert. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he if he can pervert somebody's identity, he can pervert generations right. because that person will will take that identity and purvey it upon their children yeah, and upon he their children. That. That's, yeah. yeah, bro. He'll yeah. reproduce that identity and it, well, he'll plant that right. lie right. and then the person will purvey that upon their children mm-hmm. and upon their children. Right. And it's just, it's further and further yep. gets off track. That's why I think the identity thing that's going on right now is not even about right now. Oh, come on. That's right. It's, it's about the future. Mm. It's, it's about tearing down the identity of God ultimately. Yes. Yes. So, you know, the devil's only hope at defeating a, a child of God is deceiving them mm. out of their true identity. That's their that's his only hope, right? So we can go back to Genesis chapter three, and with, where Adam and Eve are mm-hmm. in the garden, and Eve's talking to Satan, and he says, "Did you? Did God really say this? Yeah, He did really say this. Well, God only knows that when you eat this, mm-hmm. you'll be like Him. See what's He coming after? Yep. Her identity." Because she already was like God. Right. That's why she was in the garden. Right. That's why she was one with him. But he he perverted her right. identity. Right. And he got the whole human race 
yep. into sin. So let's fast forward to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3. Go ahead, Jay. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Boom, right there. Yep. See? <laughs> Thousands of years later, and his game still yep. hasn't changed. Right, still the same thing. His main, his main attack point is, is to twist what God has said, twist the identity. Mm-hmm. So that's in Matthew chapter 4. This is right when Jesus steps into ministry. Right. Right? right. He just was in the wilderness, just got into the wilderness to be tempted right. on purpose by God to tempt. Right? We were just talking about yeah. this, that Jesus was led into temptation, and then he tells the disciples later what? To pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation. Jesus taught us to pray, lead us not into temptation, because I have already been led into temptation. Yes, me. amen. Praise God. See, there it is. It's the total antithesis. Of, of what Adam has given us, Jesus has totally flipped that on his head. So now in, you know, in Matthew 4, we see the beginning uh, of Christ's ministry. The devil's at the same old thing. If you really are who you say you are, mm-hmm. then prove it. Do this. So we'll fast forward to Matthew chapter 27, and uh, let's go to verse 39. He says, And those who passed by blasphemed him, shaking their heads and saying, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, mm. come down from that cross. Same game. Yep. If you really are. If you're really a Christian, then why'd you act like that today? If you're really a Christian, then why'd you listen to that today? Right. Or why'd you right. talk like that today? Or why'd you do that today? See, he's not he's challenging the way you see yourself. Right. Because, like you said, those things that have those things that people fall into, those aren't the real person. Right. Because the evidence that I'm not the same person is it pricks my heart. Right. Right. It is conviction hits my heart. That's the evidence that my identity has changed. Those, those things that happen, and this is why the enemy causes Christians to be tempted with these things because these things suppress who they really are. And that's why you have to have a boy who identifies as a girl. They have to give them hormone suppressants. Mm. They suppress testosterone because his identity as a man, he naturally produces testosterone. So they have to give him something that suppresses that. Yes. That suppresses his true identity so the false identity can be dominant right and it's only a mental thing because he's still a man yeah and so the enemy will cause these things to produce your real identity to get to see yourself as a failure to get you see yourself as a a depressed get you see yourself as a drunkard these things suppress who you You know i think that is i think about this just now the devil just wants you to get for you to identify as he identifies himself right he knows He's done. He knows he's a victim. He knows he's a failure. He knows he's blew it. So he just tries to, like we're talking about the parents purveying identity on their children. He's trying to purvey that same form of thinking on God's Mm. children to try to get them. Because he's defeated. He can't do anything. But he knows that if he can plant a seed in your heart and you'll water it with meditation, if you'll water that seed of, of, of doubt or identity crisis with meditation, it'll grow It'll grow, it'll grow, and it'll bear fruit. Mm. And that's why you see so many Christians, man, just just off on this life midlife crisis because right. they've got away from what God has said about them. 
Well, friends, we, we're so glad that you've joined us today. I want to tell you that if, if, if you're in search of God, man, reach out to him with all your heart and you will find him as his word says. We love you guys. Hope that you have a wonderful right. Friday. Good night.